Hi guys, welcome back to the What About podcast. I'm Owen and hopefully if you're a regular listener, you know the format by now. We're diving into interesting topics about local church, chatting to leaders and getting the lowdown on how churches can impact their communities, react to current issues and open discussions. In each of the sessions, we want to dig uh, deep into why what we do, what we do theologically, but also practically chat about how that belief shapes our lives. Over the next few months, we're going to be starting a new series, which is called God Will See You Through. And so we're going to be looking at different areas of life and speaking to people who have gone through um, certain situations and how God has seen them through that. Today, we're going to be talking about health, that whole area of health issues and how God has seen my guests through and continue to see my guests through. Today we're going to be chatting to Nigel and Sandra Coltman, who have been part of Christchurch since it began, and I'm really interested to hear more from them. Very warm welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, do you want to just open, I suppose, by by introducing yourselves a bit to our listeners and saying a bit about yourselves and how you relate to the topic we're talking about today? Yeah, I'm Nigel. I've uh, been a very healthy man for most of my life. Loved uh, in early years before marriage cycling and then eventually walking in Lake District, Snowdonia and uh, the Peak District. And uh, later in my life, I had a health condition which slowed me down a bit. I had to learn a lot about trusting God on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, hello, I'm Sandra. I'm Nigel's wife. We've been married 50 years this year, so we've actually uh, been together for a long time. Yeah, with Nigel, when he was diagnosed with MS, it was quite a shock. We were very active people. We traveled a lot. We did a lot. And we realized that when he got the diagnosis of MS, that our life would change. Now, we've been Christians for a number of years, and... What we had to do really is draw on the strength of our faith in God at that time because the future was totally uncertain. Nigel got worse and being in a wheelchair within a couple of years or as it turned out he's actually had a reasonably long life because he's had MS for what 25 years and you know I think the thing for us is that it is God that's seen us through he's given us the strength we're not perfect we have our ups and downs we have days that are good and days that aren't so good but nevertheless you know God says my grace is sufficient for you and we really believe that and that takes us back on a continual basis to seek God and to seek what our future will be and I think that for us the main thing is we take each day at a time and don't look too far ahead. Mm. Yes, N- Nigel, what was that like for you? You obviously spoke about being obviously very active. Well, Hannah, I know you both have been very active in terms of and continue to be active in church and, and obviously different areas you are involved in. And what was that like for you then, yeah, to have that diagnosis and to know that things would change? In those- well, the great thing about his, my life is that I've always been somebody who's very optimistic and tend to not carry forward the things that are negative. So as MS gradually got worse, I thought my life's got to change. I've always been a voluble person. So instead of climbing mountains, I began to speak to people about things like politics and Christianity and so on. So uh, I suppose really I've adapted my life to deal with my interests sitting down. I love family history, for example, research that online. 
And a major part of my life for the, perhaps the last 20 years has been involved in local politics. Mm. And as a Christian, I feel that's a positive thing to do. I can't think I've converted a lot of other Christians, a lot of other politicians to being Christians, but hopefully they know where I stand, my principles and so on. So uh, despite being unable to walk more and more as the years went on with MS, I converted what I, my energy into sitting down and talking rather than walking the mountains. So did you only sort of get involved in local politics after your... Yeah, I was already diagnosed with MS, and two years after that I unfortunately allowed my hand to raise and stand for local elections. So I've been a town councillor since 1999. That's in the last century, in case you can't <laughs> work that out. I was, I, was, I was three years old. Wow. <laughs> So I feel God has used me in a in a in a different way. So for some of you guys who don't don't know, when listening, Nigel used to be the mayor of Hailsham and has been involved in in town council for many years. And I suppose, obviously, when I arrived in Hailsham, to a certain extent, you just assumed that people have always done certain things. <laughs> so I didn't realise that that was something that really came from after afterwards and sort yeah. of refocusing. I, c- I can't say that I decided to do politics because I had MS. Yeah. Yes. But I, did, I think I'd already decided life had to go on. Mm. And God's given me the mental ability and other abilities to just carry on, despite being able to less and less get around mobility. Mobi- can't say the word with my legs mm. so I get around mm. in other ways and God's blessed Sandra and myself to be able to continue our lives despite these difficulties mm. and Sandra I suppose because you you're both hailed from Australia or have been spent time in Australia because Nigel you're I emigrated you when emigrated I was 19, 19 and came yeah. back after a few years yeah so yeah. so what was that like I suppose for you Sandra in terms of both of you being quite sort of globe trotting people <laughs> and knowing that would that might change slightly well, yeah, you say that, but we'd done a lot of globe trotting before Nigel got MS. We've been very fortunate, really. Both Nigel and I have loved to travel. We've been to a lot of places in the world. And, you know, we look now at not being able to do what we wanted to do. We always said after the children grew up and left home, we would see the places we haven't been able to see because it's something that we enjoy. And up until, what, two years ago, we did that. We had a holiday to Canada. You know, we've done cruises to Panama. We've done cruises to Hawaii. You know, we have done so much that we can be so thankful for that our lives were really, really full. And yeah, okay, it's taken a different turn now that Nigel's in a wheelchair all the time. But, you know, we will deal with that. You know, each day we'll look for different ways to find enjoyment, different ways to fill our lives, really. Both of us really enjoy reading. Yeah, we do yeah. that. That's about it, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. And, and so in that sort of day-to-day, what are some, maybe some examples of ways you found sort of, yeah, God impacting that day-to-day and, and, and supporting you through those? For me, funnily enough, it's having the obligation, in a way, to walk our wonderful little dog, Buddy, and I involved in conversations with all sorts of people around Hailsham because they actually know Buddy's name more than they know mine. But it's, a, it's an opening into all sorts of people. God also told me, anyone I greet with, and I know them or not, smile and say hello. Now, often I get a smile back. Sometimes that goes further into a conversation. So although I'm going around on my electric buggy all over Hailsham, God said... 
be available to people, talk to people. So I'm not, I don't feel, probably travel-wise, climbing mountains I'm inhibited, we're inhibited as a couple, but I feel God has told us to be involved in ministry in a different way. Can I, Owen, can I just go back a, a little bit? Because for us this was quite important of seeing God's hand and how things work. Nigel's been involved in Christian ministry and in book ministry, if you like, or copyright. we ran our own copyright company for some time. But so he was involved in that for some time. But before he was diagnosed with the MS, we started our own business from home. And when we looked back, that was God's hand. Because if he'd had to go out to a job, he would not have been able to in those acute phases that he went through at the beginning. He would have been housebound and not have been able to go. But because we started the business in our own home, it meant that work was he was able to do it when he can when he could and it was right there so even now where we are was not what we would have chosen we can see God's hand in the way he has led us over the time and I I said to Nigel this morning one of the things that I've noticed Nigel has grown closer to God since he was diagnosed to MS would would that be right yeah absolutely I'm because you're with a medical problems as many people who have them as they get older you you learn particularly as a christian to walk a day at a time every day is god's day he's given it to you as a gift so as a couple we say hmm it's god's day so even though there's ups and downs that day and we talk about a dog rolling in fox spoon <laughs> as a down um however god's told us to walk a day at a time and it, 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 much much more as i've got older i felt this is a confession almost, my relationship with God as a younger man was more of a partnership, you and me, God, we'll work this out. Whereas as I got older, I've realised I have to know that he's ahead and he's in charge. I'm not in charge. Things happen because God has... He's ahead of us. And the whole... Sandra's just said, setting up a home business was God preparing ahead that I would have a difficulty. We would have a difficulty to deal with my AMS. So that's the joy of working closer with God, knowing that he's ahead of us, was, is, and ever will be. Mm. And I suppose those things, you, to a certain extent, there's that trust in the, in the present with the view that in the future you can look back at what was the present is now the past and see God's hand throughout. Yeah, most definitely. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. No, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, I suppose one thing when we talk about health issues and sort of those areas and specifically uh, sort of chronically, I suppose, a lot of people speak about or actually don't speak about is prayer. And that was something I just wanted to, to ask your thoughts on, both of you, I suppose, in terms of what has it been like for for both of you in terms of praying for healing, obviously knowing that um, MS it's not a short-term thing. And so how do you guys approach praying and pray for healing and, and all those different areas? Probably nearer when I, I was 50, when I was finally diagnosed with MS, although funny things have been going on for a few years before that, and probably there was a lot of earnest prayer for healing then. And I know I, my sister particularly says she prayed every day. Sandra and I prayed a lot for me, and I've st- I've been forward in churches and other meetings for healing touch and all the rest of it. I suppose I have to confess that I don't pray a lot for my healing at the moment. Perhaps that's something I'll have to 
relearn. Sandra may have something to say about that. I'm actually, at the moment, praying more for Sandra because <laughs> uh, she has, has had the odd aches and pains. I'm afraid there's this thing that happens when you're 70-plus. Things start to fall off all the time. <laughs> I don't mean that as a prophecy, but it <laughs> happens to happen. But the joy is you know that that day, whether it's a good day physically or not, God's already in it. Mm-hmm. So whilst I still seek healing... I don't seek it negatively. I ask God for it, and the Bible says keep on praying. The word I learned way back, importunate prayer, means keep it up. But I have to confess, I haven't had a lot of prayer for healing lately, but I still believe in it. Yeah, I think that's great to hear, because I think a lot of people... There is that sort of guilt around the whole area of praying for healing and, and specifically, and you know, not so not in Christchurch, thankfully, at least not that I've seen. There can be that sort of, you know, if you're if you're not asking for God for healing for every day, you don't really care. And sometimes that's preached and it's awful, you know, in terms of because that's so. Yeah, just the way that it affects people's lives is, is so difficult. But yeah, it's lovely to hear. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Owen. I think that comes a point when you've got chronic illness that actually you are trusting God. In everything that we do, we're trusting God. God doesn't always heal. He will some different stages. We know he's the great healer, but we don't, and we don't always understand why some people have to live with pain. Some people have to live with illness that really uh, affects them mentally, spiritually, physically. We don't really have that understanding, but I think that with healing, if you feel prompted by the Holy Spirit, then you think, okay, I'll go forward. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will challenge this and mm. see whether this is for real. But I don't think it is healthy to continually dwell on healing. You know, although you want to be healed, mm. You've got to get on with life as well. And I think it's just asking God to be in that place with you and to, yeah, to show you what it is he's doing in your life and where he wants you to go from where you're at. I think for me that that is where it's at really. Yeah, it's definitely something I've been reflecting on on recently as this whole topic of healing and, and speaking to people about it. And that area of God, you know, we know that God will will heal in the sense of in in one day there will be no pain no yeah. sickness no death and so we know that will come for some people we know that comes through medical means that god has provided for some people's is miraculous healing however we know that god doesn't always heal in this in this world in that way for everyone in the same way and how we approach that topic and how we approach praying for healing i think i love that you said about when the spirit pushes us and we get that push in the spirit because sometimes god does say you know actually i want to just check your faith on this where where are you going with this but actually that's not every day where you have that specific push yeah the other thing i feel slightly embarrassed about is that my dealing with my difficulty blesses other people somehow or another my positive way of dealing with it blesses other people in the church so if god saying well i'm not hitting you at the moment but i'm using you in different ways i i smile and say use me whatever it is so for someone who may be listening in who is also sort of going through different things possibly chronic illness um how did you get to that point in terms of what 
because that's quite a, so I suppose, a step to that acceptance of, of, of saying that. I suppose I, partly because I've had MS for a long time and you adapt your life to deal with it and you think, well, what, how can I be used in it? And maybe the way God created me, I've always been a very positive person and I just carry that forward into dealing with MS, walking with him, trusting him on a day-to-day basis. And really, I've, I have to give a credit to God giving me a wonderful partner, Sandra, because it's a partnership thing whereby we support each other. And I suppose if, if somebody is listening in and maybe they're not, they haven't quite got to that point and that sort of sense, and maybe they're still sort of saying, you know, why God, why is this happening? Can you relate to that and that side of it? Or do you think that that possibly wasn't? I personally have never had that why God, why, but I can quite understand how you can get to that. Maybe it's because I've been an optimistic person. Um, Maybe because I've had a wonderful partner, wife. God's placed us in situations where, as Sandra has already said about the fact we set up a business at home, all sorts of things have unfolded. We said, wow, I never realized that that was advanced, prepared, as it were. So... Um, trusting God, I suppose that's the answer. Trusting it that the next day is already sorted out. He's ahead of us. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with, with Nigel. He's definitely a half-full person. And, yeah, I, I think that for both of us it's been, as I said before, it's a learning curve. And, you know, I do feel for people who, especially if they're in a lot of pain a lot of the time, I think that must be devastating. You know, we praise God that Nigel's got various things, but he's not in pain all the time. And I think, you know, if you're in pain all the time, it does weigh you down. And all I could say is that we really have got to look to that poem about footprints, mm-hmm. that when we feel that we're in that situation and we can't pray and we can't, God will carry you. He's still there. He's, he hasn't gone away. And it's just that you've got to keep crying out to him. He loves people. He, you know, he loves you and, and he wants to be with you going through, you know, all that you're going through. So you just cry out to him. Tell him you can't cope. Yeah. <laughs> be real. Yeah. You know, God's not expecting people to be super spiritual. He loves us. He knows us through and through. And he wants us just to be who we are. And if you have to stamp your feet sometimes, stamp your feet. God understands if you get angry, if you get frustrated. And he wants you to be real. And sometimes that's part of that healing process is to be real with God. Yeah. I definitely... I agree wholeheartedly. I think about, I look at someone like, I mean, David, who's known obviously a man after God's own heart, who writes so many Psalms that I wouldn't want to pray that on a Sunday. Some of them, you know, you know, God, you're, you're distant. You don't care about you turned away. You know, these aren't things that we feel often comfortable praying and saying publicly, but David did because he was real with God from where he was at. And, but also he always, there is always that turning to praise and, the knowing that throughout it all, God is in control and, and worthy, even when I can't see it. And I think that that is, yeah, as you say, that part of, of healing process, I think is incredibly important. Thank you. You've said, Nigel, a bit about you know, sort of about being op- optimistic and um, that sort of supporting you through. I, from a 
personal perspective, I've never seen your MS sort of stop you from doing what every, anything that you've wanted to do that I've seen in that way. And specifically in church areas where you've served and, and both of you, was that, was that a, yeah, purposeful decision you sort of said within, specifically within church areas of serving, um, I'm not going to let that stop me? Was that a sort of a decision you made or do you think it's just happened as you've... I think it's partly happened out of who I am, who God's made me. And times past when we were more physically able, we ran house groups and so on. But and now I've spent... I, you notice I'm regularly on the welcome table mm. because I'm a chatty, sort of smiley person. And I feel that's a sitting down job, a bit like my council work. I can sit down, be nice to people, talk to people, welcome people. So that for me is a, is a classic way in which God can use my, I've put them in inverted commas, skills of talking to people. And Sandra obviously has different skills, but that's what I do. I feel God is using me in that little area. Hmm. And would you say that serving is something that is part of that that sort of day-to-day walk you were talking about in terms of like you, the growth that you have in your work with God would you say that serving has become is a part of that I would say that's been something we've been involved in almost ever since we've met each other we joined operation mobilization OM their book side of it originally from the day we were we were married and uh, one way or another I've been in different kinds of Christian work I, I took the odd hour, um, year or so off running a health food shop for a Christian friend, and then we ran our own health food shop in Epsom. But most of the time, almost since our marriage started 50 years ago, we've been involved in ministry of one kind or another, sometimes just behind the scenes, mm. like our song publishing administration. We weren't frontline, but we were supporting the ministry of Christian music. So. Service in the broad sense of the word, yes. We, we've both been involved in it most of our life. And I, I was going to ask a bit about that, because obviously you're on um, one of the trustees of How Great Thou Art, the, the Stuart Hines Trust, and that whole area of releasing finances that then support other works and the growth of ministries in other areas, that's, from what I see, something very much on your heart. Yeah, well, ch- charities often go out there banging their drum for the cash, well, because the writer of How Great Thou Art and one or two other s- songs, his daughter put them into a charity, which Ray Bodkin and myself are charity trustees of, along with others. And you'd be amazed around the world, we get an enormous sum of money, particularly from America, in what are called royalties. Mm-hmm. It's in songbooks, recordings, internet, blah, blah, blah. And we then give that out to the kind of charities that Stuart Hind who was a missionary and the original writer of the hymn, the kind of charities he either worked in or supported himself, particularly actually in uh, areas of the world suffering strife, Ukraine and all that area. So yes, that's uh, although I'm no longer in business, I'm still involved in, quote, ministry support via the Stuart Hine Trust. Not involved in business, but in the business. <laughs> the business. His business. <laughs> His business. Amazing. And Sandra, I suppose from your perspective, what... What's it been like being that sort of supporter, comforter in those times? And obviously Nigel has bigged you up, which is rightly so, in in sort of being his partner throughout the time and supporting him. What's that been like for you in terms of as as a a wife and partner, as a a mother and sort of balancing those things with also Nigel's health? What's that been like? Okay, as a mother, well, the children all left home. Well, 
more or less, hadn't they, Simon? Was, they were all young men anyway. Not always easy because the general stuff falls on me. And whereas if I wanted something done, I'd just say, oh, Nigel, could you, he, he's not there. He can't do it anymore. So from that perspective, perspective it is more difficult I don't always find it easy to ask other people for help because I'm I'm fairly self-sufficient and so that you know that's a learning curve as well to go out there and say to somebody hey look come in there have been people in the church who have been absolutely great and when we've asked for help they've come and, and done what we want generally I think that yeah we have not long ago or just a year ago moved into a new bungalow and, you know, we're just so grateful for God that we had the finance to make it so that Nigel could keep most of his independence. So that makes it a lot easier for me in terms of him allowing me the time to go out and walk with friends or be involved in things in the church. So I'm able to have a more balanced life. I'm his carer. I make sure he's all right you know, by leaving him sandwiches and drink and all of that. But generally, he releases me to do what I want to do. So we've got that sort of relationship, which is good. It might be in the future that I have to let go of things because he needs more help. But when that time comes, we will, you know, just take it and, and run with it, really. So, yeah, yeah, Nigel, Nigel is great in that way that uh, I can have a life of my own, so to speak, you know what I mean, but be able to do things that I enjoy as well as being there. I think the other thing is, is that we have always felt we had the gift of hospitality. So we can't often go to people. So we have people to us. Rather than not see people, we invite them around to our house for meals and things like that. So, so we make that extra effort to do that rather than feeling isolated. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, both of you, for talking through this whole area. I know it's obviously a difficult one in, in, in many areas, but I know that both of you are this with not only personal experience, but such grace and wisdom in, in different areas. So thank you so much um, for coming on. I'm sure a lot of people who listened would have been really, but really blessed by that. And, and if you're listening in and, you know, maybe you, you're struggling in, in something with health wise, that could be physical health, mental health, emotional, please do get in contact at the church. There are people who'd love to pray for you and love to get to know you. Um, if you want to talk more about this, then please also get in contact with the church um, and we'd love to chat to you more. Thank you so much for listening. Next month, we'll be back with another episode of God Will See You Through and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you and God bless.